If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of food. food. First, did you hear reusable cups can now be used on every Starbucks run, including drive-thru and mobile orders? You might be wondering, wait a minute, Chick-fil-A can't do that. Why? That's, That's not hygienic. That's not safe. But apparently your cup has to be presented clean and without the lid. And you put it in a contactless vessel to ensure hygiene and safety. How do you do it at the drive-thru? Like you got to pull little... up, hand them your cup, and then and wait for them to make your drink? Or do they pour yeah. it? Or do they have it in a paper cup and then pour it in your reusable cup? I haven't heard cup, any word of the pouring. Completely but... defeating the purpose of the reusable cup. I I'm just know. wondering, how does this work? Second, just in time for Valentine's Day, you can get Hershey's Kisses with new Snoopy and Friends foil wrappers. Uh, And, you know, Snoopy is so popular right now. It's going to be super cute for Valentine's Day. And finally, in the world of food, could this be the recipe for a healthier life? Eating breakfast and dinner earlier. Hmm. New research shows eating your first meal later in the day or skipping breakfast is associated with higher cardiovascular disease. And eating dinner after 9 p.m. gives you a 28% greater risk of having a stroke, especially if you're a woman. Hmm. Coming up, is your family's cat way tougher than you give him or her credit for? Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good is your family's cat way tougher than you give him or her credit for? This family who lives in Oklahoma have a black kitty named Binks who happens to get along wonderfully, best friends, with their little six-year-old white Havanese dog named Oakley. Hmm. And yet the family was shocked when they learned that Binks saved Oakley when he was attacked in their own backyard by not one, but two coyotes. It was inspiring to see just our little outdoor cat just jump at two coyotes that were attacking this little dog who she loves and run them off. Binks had just showed up at their house way back when she was two months old Uh and just adopted the family as her own. And the little doggy, Oakley, had to get stitches, was in a cast, the whole thing. But the cat saved the dog's life. the, the The dog's fine now. He's like Asking for treats and doing little tricks, and Aww. he's out of his cast and okay, doing we, great. We have uh, we have five dogs and a cat. We possibly have the world's meanest cat. And I would put that cat against two coyotes before all five of my dogs. <laughs> I mean, I, believe it. I mean, all five of my dogs together. Yeah, <laughs> I put the cat by herself. Our dogs will not go near that cat. Oh, I totally believe they it. They totally I, leave her alone. It's funny. We were um, looking at a little dog online, and it <gasps> said it doesn't get along with cats. And I'm like, okay, deal breaker, because my sister has three cats. And um, then we were like, well, we just need a cat to slash that dog in the nose once. And it's game. Like, he'll be nice to the kitties forever. Okay. The headline, you were looking at dogs online. We need to talk oh, about we this further. Been. We no, need to talk no, about no. this no, further. No, I promise you there's no story there. No one goes to like a car lot just to kick the tires. You're, you're thinking of buying a car. You're getting a doggy. We're going to get a doggy. You're going to bring him in until we can pet him. <laughs> so has this ever happened to you? You have this mishap in the kitchen and you're like, how in the world did that happen? I couldn't repeat this if I tried. <laughs> Tell you what happened to me in just a minute. You ever have a mishap in the kitchen and you're like, I couldn't re- replicate that if I tried, even with a team of forensic scientists. <laughs> that happened to me the other night. We had gone out to a fancy schmancy dinner with my husband's family. We we're trying to make it all special mm-hmm. for the holidays. And then we knew we had dessert at home. So 
go back home for dessert. Well, I didn't think like my niece was really smart. She got in her PJs and I just stayed in my clothes. I just didn't even think about changing to something more comfy. So I go in the kitchen and I'm trying to help serve the dessert. I'm in there alone. Uh, Glenn's mom lights the kitchen really dark at night for some reason. Hmm. And I go to put something away and they, um, they're, there was a big can of open dog food with the lid kind of askew. You know, you like you open the tin can, it's kind of, and then there's a spoon and it just like plopped out, slapped down on the floor and made this dog food spray in the air. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh no, I'm at my mother-in-law's house. So I'm like trying to get the little dog, uh, my sister-in-law's dog to come eat the food up. Like Sophie, Sophie, come clean this up. And then I'm wiping other things down and, rearranging and getting saran wrap, take the spoon out, rinse off the spoon. I'm like, who leaves this? So bottom line, I realized I had dog food sprayed on my one and only that I've ever owned in my life, suede skirt. Oh, And it's all oily no. and greasy. And oh. so I have spent the last probably seven nights working on this. I Googled it. it and I first I tried my dry shampoo. <laughs> then I tried cornstarch because I finally got to the store and got some cornstarch. Then I tried alcohol, which left water rings. <laughs> so then I had to get, it has been, I think finally I may have it to a point where unless someone knows about the mishap, they won't they go, won't. what happened to your skirt? Mm. <laughs> but it's been quite the project <laughs> all because my mother-in-law likes to keep the dog food open yeah. with the spoon in it. <laughs> In the fridge. And you said that. I could, all I could think of was that movie. Oh, what was it with Ben Stiller? Meet the Parents, where everything he does when staying at their yes. house it goes wrong. <laughs> the dog food fell on the floor. You didn't let Mr. Wiggles eat that, did you? <laughs> uh, no. Why? <laughs> does sound like me. <laughs> you're, you're, you're Meet the Parents. I wreak havoc wherever come, I go. Come to life. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting you're talking about staying at your in-law's house. And you have the mishap with the dog food and stuff. And that can happen when you're staying at somebody's house. You're not familiar with how things work at their house. We stayed at my dad's house. He built a, I don't know if I've ever told you guys, he built a log cabin. Ten, he bought 10 acres of wooded property. That was his retirement plan. And he he built this log cabin with his own two hands. And wow. it's, it's beautiful. It looks like something out of, uh, I don't know, Home and Garden Magazine. But anyhow, wow. so we, we stayed there one night while we were, while we were home. And I've learned through the years, when you're staying at someone's house, you have to ask them, okay, is there anything particular about your house we need to know? Like, can we use the bathroom upstairs? Uh-oh. And thank goodness we asked. He goes, oh, I'm so glad you asked. We've been having a problem with it. The toilet runs when you flush it, and if it run, keeps running, it'll leak. So yeah, just please use the bathroom downstairs. Thank goodness I had asked. <gasps> or we could have had a meet the parents situation yes. on our hands. It's so embarrassing. Right, where you make a mistake because you didn't know. My niece had a boyfriend visiting at my sister and brother-in-law's house. And, you know, a bunch of college kids all there. And he clogged the toilet and they called. They had to call the plumber. <laughs> he was so embarrassed. <laughs> It was like a sump pump issue or something. <laughs> it wasn't me. It's your sump pump. You have a phone. We teased him about that one for a long time. <laughs> Did you hear why 90s nostalgia is in full swing? Hint, it's not because of a sudden surge in Seinfeld fans. As it turns out, the 1996 and 2024 calendars are exactly the same. No kidding. Both years were a leap year huh. with the new year beginning on a Monday. 
And that has sent people into a frenzy digging through their stuff to find a vintage calendar from the year. Uh, If you do happen upon a 1996 calendar, you'll probably find pop culture moments like the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta, maybe a boys to men concert Mm -hmm. or a date to see the new Mission Impossible starting starring a younger Tom or Tom Cruise. And uh, people are even making money selling their 1996 calendar on eBay. No kidding. You know who I think has their 1996 calendar? Because this man is famous for hanging on to high school calendars. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. No kidding. Remember he hung on to all his calendars? (laughs) No, I didn't remember that. It it made the hearings and (laughs) everything. And then SNL did a spoof on it. I'm trying to think if I know anybody that would save, other than my mom. God rest her soul. She would have saved them, but I used to save calendars because really? it was because every year I would go. I would like write what I did. But this is before I'd I go and look. To you digital. would go and look back. It was kind of fun to look back and see. Oh yeah, I forgot we did that. Yeah, Tracy and I. You know what we did this year? Remember we did a, a memory jar. Anytime something good would happen, we'd write it on a little post-it note and put it in a jar. We still haven't gone through the jar. <gasps> you haven't. Well, we were going to do it New Year's Eve, but we went to a friend's house. Oh okay. So yeah, so we didn't. Plus, we kind of lost steam around July. <laughs> Nothing good happened after that anyway. It did. We just didn't write it down. I think we got too busy to write stuff down. Hey, do you wish you had a deeper connection with people? Coming up, one of the key secrets to getting to know others. Do you wish you had deeper connections with people? This may be one of the key secrets to getting to know others. Be an illuminator instead of a diminisher. Now, you're probably saying, Taylor, what in the world does that mean? Well, diminishers make you feel invisible, unseen. They're not curious about you at all. They stereotype you. They label you. After all, there's nothing crueler than to be indifferent to someone to make someone feel invisible. Now, illuminators, on the other hand, are people who are just curious about you. They ask you questions and they make you feel lit up. Basically, you look at each person, if you're an illuminator, as uniquely created by God. And remember that each soul you meet is so important that Jesus was willing to die for that person. Uh, that's great advice. Remember, though, there's a fine line between illuminator and interrogator. <laughs> I've been accused of asking so many questions. My neighbor, John, he's like, man, the first time we had dinner with you and Glenn, you asked me so many questions. And I was like, oh, I'm just genuinely curious. Was that a bad thing? He goes, no, it was just more, very unique. It's not the number of questions, the tone of the question or Oh, yeah. How prying it can be. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Hey, what's your favorite food? I really like salmon tacos. That's weird. Why do you like that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's not being an illuminator at all. (laughs) I saw this online. Could not wait to share it with you guys. It's some some quotes just from average people about some things you can do in the new year to live a better life. You know, everybody's always running around. I want to be the best version of me. These will help you do that. (laughs) One of them is don't run around saying that. (laughs) We'll talk about it next. I love quotes. Do you like quotes? I love quotes that are inspirational, help you to like reframe things or, you know, be more positive and stuff. So so here are some quotes that maybe will help you get started off on a good foot. Here we are still at the beginning of the year, right? Uh, Like this one. And this one really hit home with me. If everyone is driving you crazy. The feeling is probably mutual. (laughs) (laughs) That's really wise. Yikes. Yeah, boy, that's looking in the mirror, huh? Uh, This is a good one. Life is too short not to tell the people that you love that you love them. 
I find the older I get, I'm way better at, at doing that, of telling people, like, I used to feel kind of awkward a little bit with my dad. He's mm-hmm. 88 years old now, and you know, because we're men, and but I, I do it all the time now. Good every time you. we Every time That's we hang awesome. up. Uh, here's another one. And this, this one, I'll give you the quote, but then let's talk about it. We're all juggling so many balls. Learn to differentiate between glass balls and rubber balls. And don't be afraid to drop the rubber balls. Mm, that's good. That was great until I thought, have you ever dropped like rubber balls? They bounce. They bounce everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, those small things are going to become big things just by the amount of them that are going to be bouncing everywhere. So maybe yeah. what we need to do, instead of worrying about juggling and dropping them, maybe just get a big box. We need a box. Mm-hmm. Put all the balls in a box. Seal the box. Put it in your garage. Don't even think about it. There you go. <laughs> I saw a quote the other day that, um, oh, let me see if I can get it right. Basically that um, being busy doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean you're accomplishing oh, no, good no. things. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've got two or three more. Would you like, would you like to hear them? Two or three more quotes sure. to help you have a... A better 2024 happen for you coming up next. So this is fun. We're sharing some uh, some quotes that uh, maybe it'll help inspire you to have a really good 2024, get you off to a great start. Uh, here's a couple more, Taylor. Wait as long as possible to get your kids a phone. Man, that is great life advice. You've been huh? saying that. Does that, is that a Kevin or Avery no, original? No, it's a mom. And the only thing I have to add to that is wait as long as possible. You're not required to ever get them a phone. Yeah. Uh, you know, Read the Bible from beginning to end and it will. you will not find in there. And parents, thou dost buy your children an iPhone. It's not in there. And boy, only bad things happen when when that happens. Okay, moving on. Instead of calling someone out, call them in. Invite them into a judgment-free conversation with the intention of promoting understanding between the two of you. Wow, how much would our lives change if we did that? Radically. The world would change. Instead of accusing people, you know, trying to understand, hey, what's the deal? Where, where are you coming from on this? And this last one, boy, this is this is really good. This is a this is not just a new year. This is a lifelong thing. Be a fountain, not a drain. Ooh. And you think about that, just like uh, how how do you live and move in your with your your relationship with your spouse, with your family, and you know go out from there. Your coworkers, your community. Are you going to leave this world a better place than than when you got here? Are you a fountain? Are you a drain? Are you giving? Or are you taking? You know, I thought that one was really brilliant. So. There's a couple of ideas that can uh, maybe get your 2024 off to a great start. Congratulations, yay me, for saying 2024, not 2023. <laughs> I feel like I've accomplished something already. Hey, do you know anyone expecting a baby soon? They're going to love this story. Eve and Billy live in New Jersey, and they were expecting twins. Well, on New Year's Eve, Dad's birthday, Eve's water broke, and Billy rushed her to the hospital. Ezra was born December 31st at 11.48 p.m., but little Ezekiel didn't make his debut until 12.28 a.m., January 1st. <laughs> so the twins get to grow up with their very own birthday, and nice. they were born in different years. I'm like, what a great birthday gift. I get two boys on my birthday. So I was still pushing when everyone's doing the countdown, and we just said, <laughs> all said Happy New Year in the middle of me trying to push out baby B. I just know they're going to be world changers, and they couldn't share the same day, right? They needed their own spotlight. I just, I cannot wait to tell my twin sisters and my twin nephews this story. This is wild. And mm-hmm. what's really cool, their big brother, Hezekiah, turned three on January 3rd. 
So that's three birthdays yeah. in boom, boom, boom. Three days, four days. December is going to be an expensive month for them. Yes, it is. <laughs> if you've been listening to the Kevin and Taylor show consistently, you may have noticed that I've been talking about my in-laws and their adventures with dogs. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. going to get to play with this like 10 week old puppy at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Then they had to rehome the puppy. Mm. Well, there's more to the story. I'll tell you about it next. I think I may have told you before on the show that my sister-in-law, Zan, is a dog pusher. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking, she is going to get you a dog no matter what it takes. And she keeps bringing dogs home to her parents because they suddenly lost their sweet little dog, Quinn. He just keeled over one day. He was only like six years old. We think it was probably a heart condition. And it was really sad. And And they've always had so many animals. And so she keeps bringing them dogs. And the dog wreaks havoc. And it's crazy. And then they have to rehome the dog. So the most recent one is a little um, like fluffy, kind of like a Pyrenees something mix with a poodle. And it was named Zoe and it was 10 weeks old. And I couldn't wait to play with a puppy at Christmas. But Zoe was like tripping them and chewing wires and causing problems. So this really sweet family drove all the way from Arkansas to North Carolina where my in-laws live and and they wanted Zoe. Wow. And they've got four boys and they homeschool them all. So she's going to have boys in the house all day long. They don't leave. So it's perfect situation. Well, the the people who um they who sold them Zoe called to say, "Oh, how's it going with Zoe?" and they're like, "Uh, <laughs> we had to find Zoe a fabulous family to live with." Uh-huh. So the lady Gave them Zoe's mom. So now she had, they have another dog. (laughs) They have a four year old dog that is 50% Great Pyrenees and 50% Poodle. Um, They named her. It's um, a Pira Poodle. A Pira Poodle. Yeah, I like that. A Pira Poodle. And so far, they adore her. She uh, gave birth to four litters of puppies. Then they had her spayed. And then they said, here, you can have her. Wow. And she's really. Scared of everything, like Uh-oh. very I wonder if that's gonna timid. Be yeah, so I think she's got to come out of her shell a little bit. But so far, it's going really well, and she hasn't had one accident in the house, and she's learning to like her backyard. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I'm excited to go meet her. I got enough. She but, looks so much like if, Alex the Wonder Mutt. It's crazy. I can't wait to show you a picture. What if instead of Pira Poodle, what if it was Perudle? She's a Perudle. I like Pira Poodle. Pira Poodle? Yeah, that's super Perudle kind of combines them together. Like, Yeah. Is very popular now. No dog is ever a mutt anymore. Are you dying to see a picture now I that am. I told you can she you, looks like you Alex the Wonder Mutt? Can you Kevin and Taylor page? Can you do that uh, on Sure, our I can. I mean, yeah. I get a little no, squeamish posting about my it. in-laws' dogs because they go through them so fast <laughs> lately. <laughs> this is not like them at all, but when you're elderly, it's... It's tough having your a new dog. Your in-laws treat dogs like they're an Airbnb. <laughs> we'll stay <laughs> for a little while. It's been so emotional for them, the whole thing. So in just a minute, I want to talk about something, and that is, are you good at being selfless? I think hmm. sometimes I do like half okay, and most of the time, <laughs> not so great. Let's talk about that next. You're asking how good are you at being selfless? Um, 
just just be behind me if my mobile order at Starbucks isn't ready the second I walk Ooh, in to find out yikes. how selfless I am. Yeah. <laughs> we all have, a, I think, are in the category of needs improvement. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, absolutely. God's still working on all of us. But th- something that really brought it to, to light for me the other day on how far I need to go in trying to be more selfless is, did you guys see the, the news headline and the story of the Japanese airline that crashed and it caught on fire mm-hmm. and all 379 people got off safely. Right, no one right. got hurt all okay. in ni- 90 seconds. And the number one reason they were selfless. They mm. left their carry on behind as ordered Ooh. by the flight attendants. No one tried to go, well, Everyone else's bags are not important, but mine is. I've got like something in there that I really don't want to lose, which could be so tempting the way we all are. We all make exceptions in our minds for ourselves, whether it's how we drive or, you know, passing someone in the grocery Mm -hmm. store like, oh, I just need to get through here real quick. And I just for me, that story just really brought to light how far I need to, to go on being selfless because if anyone had started grabbing their bags and other people said, I'm going to grab my bag too, they probably wouldn't have all got off safely. All it would have taken was one person. And you think about traveling like that too. Wait, no, my passport's in there. I'll be stuck here, right? Yeah, All those thoughts would go through your mind. It also makes me want to wear my my little crossbody bag the whole time I'm on an airplane. (laughs) Keep your passport on you at all (laughs) times. Got phone, passport, driver's license right there on my body. Might not be a bad (laughs) idea, actually. Do you feel like you hit an afternoon slump, like lack of energy, motivation? They now know the top reasons that happens thanks to new research. Uh, first of all, the after- average afternoon slump happens at 3 p.m. Mm, okay. The top reasons, caffeine crash, boredom, <laughs> not getting enough sleep the night before, and what's our favorite trick to getting out of the By slump? By the way, I suffer from all three of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so what's the, the trick to get out of the slump? Most people get up from their desk and take a short walk. Uh, I know somebody used to walk the stairs all the time. Hmm. Uh, a lot of us reach for a snack and a few of us even sneak in a nap. I, I know for, they're former coworkers, so I can say this. Mm-hmm. They would sneak out and go take a nap in their car. Hmm. In the during, the I wouldn't have a problem slump. with that. You use your lunch break however you want to use it, or they were taking this an is, extra break. This is after the lunch break, <laughs> <laughs> they were like hobbits. It's my second lunch. <laughs> so, have you ever had one of your kids just work, 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 work toward a, toward a goal? Mm-hmm. And as a parent, you're like, wow, they're really, they're this is their passion, they're putting yeah. their heart and soul into it. Well, the uh, the person who did that is a little 13-year-old. He lives in Oklahoma, and his name is Willis, Willis Gibson. And every day, he would get in front of his computer on his Nintendo and play an old-school game that's like 36 years old called Tetris <laughs> three or four hours a day. Wow. And he was just so into it. Uh, by the way, sidebar, Tetris was developed by a Soviet guy. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Does it reprogram our brains? <laughs> but anyway, this Nintendo game is the best-selling game, video game of all time. Okay. And uh, it's, it was created back in 1985. Well, this little 13-year-old named Willis finally beat the game. First person in history. <gasps> yes! I can't feel my fingers. 
if you set your mind to something and you put work into it, most likely you will get it. If you try so cool. Go Willis. He's he's been playing Tetris since he was eleven. Now he's thirteen, uh-huh. and he get this. He dedicated his win to his dad who passed away last month. Oh, isn't that the sweetest? Oh, wow. So go Willis. So I wonder what like um I don't know coding companies or people that write programs will they be like hmm. There's a, th- those skills are something we could tap into there. I, that's what I would like to know, you know, because I mean, he's been competed in career? national competitions. <laughs> I mean, I think some people make big money winning the Tetris, video game. He won the um, he came in third at the classic Tetris World Championship. Can you make a career playing Tetris or is that like, oh, he was an intergalactic champion and here's your check for I think people make a career out of video games. Yeah, I I really do. Video games, but. Video game competitions. But is it that specific one? I don't know if you can make a lifelong career out of it. You know, maybe your fingers age. And what if you get our. (laughs) You'll have to insure your fingers. Because, you know, like you said, I can't feel my fingers when he beat the machine. We're going to talk to our producer, Griffin, in just a minute. His wife, Sarah, and he have an eight year old and a six year old. Mm hmm. And when you take kids that age on a long road trip, it's always an adventure. <laughs> We've got Griff in the studio with us. Griff, you did some road tripping with the kids. We did, yes. We went and saw some family over the holiday break, and we took a pretty long road trip. How long? Uh, with stops about 10 hours. Oh! oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hello! And, uh, to and my ki- wait, wait, wait. Refresh everyone's memory. How old are your kids? Uh, eight and six. Eight and six to yes. multiply. It might as well be 20 hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 10 hours for each kid. <laughs> and as far as my kids are concerned, it was about an eight-hour road trip. That's what we always told them. Hey, we're going to go on a, this little road trip. They're like, how long is it? Because they're very concerned about time and things. Uh-huh. And, and like, how many more miles? Yeah. I was like, about, there yet? about eight hours. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I had to do a trick because of that. They're so obsessed with how long are things going to take and, you know, just monitoring everything. You know, in our car... You know, we have the screen where it has the map and it shows how far you have to go and all that. Yeah, GPS. Yeah, the GPS deal. Estimated time to destination. Well, what I've had to do on this road trip, I put in like a halfway destination. I didn't put the final destination because if they saw nine, 10 hours remaining, they would lose their minds. Right. But if they know it's only like four hours and 30 minutes to Chick-fil-A. Welcome to being a millennial parent of... Generation Alpha kids. Yeah. Right. That is so fascinating. Man. And they could handle that better. They they're like, oh, four hours till we get some lunch or something. That's fine. We got this. Yeah. Then after that, it'd be another four hours, and they were cool with that. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. This is the first time I I'm ever hearing were, this. I thought when you were saying we were gonna be like, I had to block their view from seeing the screen. I wish but, I could. But your yeah, your way was even better. Yeah, that was even better. Oh, yeah. that's so funny, <laughs> Dad. I don't, Nine hours. I, I don't think I have time for that. Guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Imagine if kids nowadays had to go on car trips like me and Kevin's generations mm-hmm. where you didn't have any screens. It was oh, like man. Mad Libs. You'd play games out the window. You'd yell sleep. at your siblings. Stop <laughs> touching me. Stop touching me. We would color. Right. Right. Yeah, Seatbelts were optional. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's how long ago it was for us. I think we all have our radar up constantly for scammers. Like, does anybody ever answer their phone anymore when they don't know who it is that's no. calling? Yeah, nobody does, right? So I, I've seen an uptick in those kind of like, could this be a scammer calls? Since, yeah, since the new year. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about it next. 
So have you noticed an uptick in what you think are maybe scammer calls since the new year? I, on my phone, I have. I don't know what I haven't it gotten like, any. Yeah, not I'm get, one. I'm getting one every day from the same number. Uh-oh. And they left a message yesterday. Uh, it was a woman, and she goes, yeah, this is Zena. Call me back. And gave the number, which corresponded with the number that came up on caller ID. And I was like, I'm not calling you back. <laughs> why, why would I call you? Even though we know a Zena. <laughs> Yeah, it's an odd name, but it was, it was not her. Okay. It was someone else, and it was in a town that the Xena I know doesn't live in. So, anyhow, I'm my radar is way, way up. Way up. I'm like, if I call this Xena back, what am I going to get? You know. And, it, and by the way, all the bills are paid. Nothing's late. <laughs> there should be no reason mm-hmm. for anyone calling with collections or anything like that. We're, hmm. we're fine. That's so, really mysterious. Yeah. Well, I, I don't Have know. Have you how Googled you, the phone number? I did, and it doesn't come up as okay. anything, just like listed with a hundred other numbers in that yeah. area. But yeah, I'm really do they have the wrong number? Is this a scammer? What's the deal? Are they gonna tell me like my warranty on my car is about to expire? <laughs> you know, why why are they calling me so persistently? But I do know this. My my message says, like when you call, you get the voicemail, it, it says, please leave a detailed message. And hi, this is Zena. Call me back. That is not a detailed message. Sorry, lady. I don't know you. I'm not calling you back. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's creepy. Any of y'all feeling that? You, you guys getting more calls like that since the first of the year? It's that one has been consistent almost every day. And then there was one other one that called like twice, didn't leave a message, and that was it. But it came up like I don't know if it says this like potential spam. It'll say that on your phone with certain numbers. That's what it what it said. It's not so. the AARP, is it? <laughs> Ouch. (laughs) Xena from, you know, (laughs) just teasing. (laughs) That is so weird that you keep getting these spam calls and it does almost make my eye twitch because, you know, I I was very open. My mom asked me to tell everyone that she got scammed. It was a, a young woman crying on the phone. And she made the mistake of going, is this Ariel? Because it sounded just like her granddaughter. Mm. And it was, I was speeding. I got pulled out. I hit a woman who is pregnant. Wow. Um, I'm in jail. My friend's dad, who's an attorney, is right here. He's going to tell you what to do. Wow. And she had to go take money out of the bank. She couldn't tell anyone because that would jeopardize, quote, the case. And then she was going to get all her money back the day that her granddaughter went to court. And my mom to this day cannot believe she fell for it. Like, she's just Mm. like, that's not me. And so she's asked me to tell everyone. But the one thing that I keep hearing over and over and over and over, I just heard it on the news again the other day, is have a safe word. Mm. Have like, have something that you say so people know it's you. Like a secret word. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll get to the bank in a minute. What's the safe word? Mm. And the other thing you can always do too is hang up and call yeah, the person who's claiming one. they're in distress that's or a big call one their with mom. Us before you give any number, like our son Kyle is like, he is the police with that. Do not give any numbers, codes, pins, whatever directly. Hang up, call back, and then do it. Yeah. Because you, because so good. Now and then. I mean, what a weird world we live in, though. You can't trust that the voice that you hear is actually in your. In your mom's case, her granddaughter. Right. Sounds just so like your granddaughter. Crazy. Gives a convincing story. Ugh. Uh, makes right. me makes my tummy hurt just talking about <laughs> it again.